Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me on a Saturday. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. This is a show about stock market investing. For those of you who are new, maybe you don't know it. The Armour Report stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. Okay? What I'm sharing with you is information I use to manage my own capital and capital for investors through our interactive brokers relationship. I've been doing this over 30 years. I can boil down the importance of managing capital in two ways. One, you've got to manage risk first. You capture upside second. And two, you've got to come up with your process and execute that process ruthlessly during market hours without being confused by news. So every Saturday on the Weekend Review, I try to share with you our process of how we do it, and we call it quantum mental investing. It's a combination of quantitative execution, so we use algorithms here, okay, to help us decide when to put capital to work and when to take capital out of the market, and we combine that with a fundamental foundation. Those two things, quantum mental investing, and we place the all-important third piece to the puzzle called stop losses to protect capital and capture upside. Okay. Now today, what we're going to do as usual is we're going to try to rifle through a week in review. We're going to go over the stock market first and you know, the big picture market, which drives all of our risk decisions here on the desk. And we're going to drill down into some of our favorite groups, precious metals being a particular discussion for today. And then we're going to go to individual stock chart chat. We're going to break down chart patterns for you. There's a four-step process we follow at the Armour Report when looking at the technical picture of a stock. And I'm going to share that with you over and over again so you can begin doing it on your own. I'm going to share the process we use to manage capital. We're going to go over what happened on Thursday morning and what we were doing on this trading desk and how we were getting our Armour Insiders, our subscribers, prepared for that gap down. It's so important to understand your approach before the market opens and just execute it. Over time, you're going to see that'll build your net worth. Now, look, this is a show about investing. I can't tell you how to invest because I don't know you. Let's get that out there. Okay, so I'm sharing my experience. I hope over time, it will help you become a better manager of your own capital, okay? So the stocks that I talk about, we may own in portfolios. We may not, okay? We're going to break down chart patterns so you can learn how to do it yourself, okay? Um, so let's jump right in. If you enjoyed this conversation, as always, it gives me help on YouTube if you give me a thumbs up. So feel free to do that if you feel that way. And um, you can subscribe both to this channel on YouTube right down here. I have it set up for you in the description section. You can also, if you want a deeper dive into what we talk about every day on Saturday, consider becoming an Armour Insider. And you can subscribe right here to the Armour Report, A-R-M-R report.com. Okay. And lastly, don't forget, guys, when you go to the Armour Report, you can subscribe to the free Armour Action Alerts. It's an email service. I'm going to send you an email when there's actionable information. I don't send emails all the time. It's not going to come every morning. It's not three dimes a week. Okay? That's just a waste of everybody's time. I send emails when I think there's actionable information. 
If you're not on that list already, consider doing it. Go to armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com. Just sign up for a free email alert when there's something happening on the Armor Trading Desk that we think you should know. Okay? All right, let's get to it. Uh, don't forget, at the end of this, I will get to questions and answers. So you can fill up the chat board right now, and then I just start going through and rifling uh, at the end of the show. Okay, so um, step one, thoughts from the week. I can tell you that I know, you know, you, you, most of you know this, okay, but markets can't go straight up. They have to have corrections. You like to see them back and fill. You like to see tests like Thursday and the market holds up. These are all behaviors that do two things. They trap shorts. So the market craters Thursday morning. People think the market's going down. They get short. They get trapped. All right. And then become buyers later as the market makes new highs. And they create that, um, that situation where the buyer who missed the dip feels like he's got to own it. Okay. And so you always want to see these shakeouts on the way up, which help continue to build that rally. When rallies end, they usually end on rips higher with no shakeouts, and then everybody's in, right? And then the top is in, okay? So you got to watch for that. So let's go look at chart patterns first. Favorite thing to do here is to look at the S&P. I'm just going to rip through. The Armour Report follows and has proprietary algorithms on the top seven indexes. I call them the Magnificent Seven that drive all of our risk decisions. It starts with the S&P. The algorithms are designed for the ETFs of all seven. So what we see here is, um, and I'm going to go to the weekly chart. We had an Armour Insider asking a question about this Andrews fork right here, okay, this green fork, all right? And let's go look at the weekly chart first because we have a real debate going on, raging on the Armour Insider trading desk. As an Armour Insider subscriber, you can join us on the Slack trading desk all day and we're sharing ideas. So we were talking about this long-term weekly Andrews fork that got started back in 2015. It got drawn right here in 2018 when the Fed, in its infinite wisdom, decided to pull liquidity from the system and decided that didn't work, okay? Um, and so you can see we're trading right at the top of that channel. And so the debate raging in the Armour Insider Trading Desk is, are we at a top here and we're going to go back down to other you know, and stay within this weekly Andrews fork, or is there a new fork developing? Okay, we just don't know the answer to that. But I would submit to you that the original weekly Andrews fork was based on a certain amount of liquidity creation. Markets go up when the Fed adds liquidity, goes down when the Fed stops adding liquidity, or an event takes place that renders the liquidity the Fed is adding as not enough. So after the pandemic, the Fed decided to add unlimited, like that infinity symbol, right? The eight line on its side, okay? Unlimited Fed intervention. And so I submit to you that I believe we're going to break out of this armor, excuse me, of this um, weekly Andrew's Fork channel because we're on a new trajectory based on liquidity. And so we go to the, the daily chart and what we see here is a different picture. What we see here is a rally right up to the middle of that fork, pull back to the 75% line, and it's just going to make its way up. Okay, so until such time as it doesn't, right, what are our stops going to be? Let's just go over the risk monitor first. We went risk monitor green on this day, actually, right here, the 28th. Okay, and we went to risk monitor yellow right here on the 9th, which means we're no longer adding with two hands. When it's green, we buy like crazy. When it goes yellow, we're done buying, and now we start managing success. We take positions out of the portfolio that are not performing or hitting stops, and we focus our attention on the successes on our portfolio. And if we wish, we rotate capital into new ideas that are just breaking out. Okay? So last week's action, nothing wrong with this action. Run up, pull back, test, holding above. 
unless it breaks below the 50-day moving average and back below that red line, um, it, it really doesn't make a difference what it does intraday. Okay, if it breaks below that red line, breaks below the 50-day moving average, which is this line right here, then we would be raising cash and probably going to a risk monitor red. Until then, we're managing success. We'll look through real quick. Triple Qs, this could be a nice little cup and handle that's building before breaking out to new all-time highs. IBD 50. Got coming up. Always fun when TradeStation doesn't work the way I want it to. Okay, I'd be 50 right here. I'll tell you what. Let's skip over to O'Neill. Look at the O'Neill charts. IBD 50. All right, about to break out to an all-time new high. The IBD 50, right? These are the leading disruptive growth stocks. That is about to break out to an all-time. Look at that chart. Leadership is leading. That's what we're looking for. Okay. We also look at the momentum index. Momentum. Setting up a cup already at all-time new highs. It looks very much like the NASDAQ 100. Okay. Let's look at the value index. Another one of the magnificent seven. Way behind the rest of the market setting up a nice pattern here. If it can get above 80, you might start to see value take off. So let's look at the small caps. Small caps and value charts look almost identical. Small caps are starting to catch up. Very impressive action on the small cap front. Okay, and of course the Dow. The Dow is a little bit behind. Looks like that's about to break out. So at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with the stock market after the selling that took place <clears throat> at the end of last week. Nothing's happened. I know it's fun to try to make up things. I know CNBC will love to tell you all the things that might be wrong with the market and this, that, and the other thing, <clears throat> but purely technically, purely looking at armor algorithms, nothing has changed. So let's move on. Um, let's talk for a second about precious metals. up a chart here. I'm going to touch on precious metals and we're going to go to the chart chat and then I'm going to get to your questions. Okay, you're looking at a chart of the precious metal space. You know, before I get into this, let me just share with you real quick. Let me talk to you for a second. Hey, come back here. Okay, look. Um, I just want to address Thursday morning with you. If you're an Armour Insider at 8.30 in the morning, every morning, we have an Armour video, Armour conference call, just like this, where I share with you the thoughts of the morning, how to get ourselves ready for the day, what the process is. You've got to keep executing the process. Put yourself on the right side of probabilities and statistics over and over again. Network will follow. Okay. So at 8.30 in the morning, with the market down a couple percent at the open, we went over our strategy and our process, the armor investing way. And what we said was, guys, armor insiders, there is nothing to do with the open. We don't panic. We don't, we don't look at fastly down 30% and act like a high-frequency trading algo and start dumping Datadog and Twillow, Okay. They have no connection with each other. What we do is we execute a process. Not when there's fear, not when there's greed, not when there's emotion. So on the armor trading desk, we don't execute a stop until 1130. Two hours. I don't care what's going on in the market. We don't execute stops for two hours. And you know the reason for this? I've done extensive algorithmic optimization and work. And the fact is, statistically speaking, if you let yourself get stopped out in the first two hours of trading, your net worth will suffer. 
It's a fact. Does that mean there'll be a couple of really ugly days because it craters in the morning, we do nothing, and then it goes lower? Absolutely. Right. This is not 100%. This is statistics, right? So if it's 90% accurate, 10% of the time, it'll be an ugly day. 90% of the time, we'll get better prices by the close following the armor investing way. Okay? And that's exactly what happened on Thursday. The open was literally below. The market traded higher the rest of the day. There was no reason to panic. Those of you who watch the market after hours, market closes, and you see Fastly down 30%, and all of your disruptive growth stocks going down, and then you can't sleep all night, do yourself a favor. Turn off the computer when the market closes. Stop watching Twitter. Don't look at the news. It means nothing. After hours trading, unless you're literally in there, you know, day trade. I'm not talking about you guys. Go ahead and make yourself, you know, knock yourself out. If you want to waste your time like that all night, go for it. I mean, investors, those of you who are investing, what you see after hours, what you see at two o'clock in the morning has no impact on how you should execute your investing strategy throughout the trading session. Okay. Now, for those of you who subscribe to the free Armor Action Alerts, I sent you an email with the video from that morning so you could see the Armor Investing Way and the process that we follow. I strongly advise that you archive that video. There'll be other days when the market's plummeting at the open. Watch that video. That's how we'll be executing. Okay? Now let's go to precious metals. Gold. GDX. Where are we? What do we know? What do we know right now? Okay, first of all, nothing happened last week, but a consolidation week. The market, uh, uh, metals had a good day the prior Friday, and for five days in a row, they consolidated right on the 50-day moving average. There's nothing to see here yet. You can't infer anything from this yet. You can't get, let me put it this way, and this is so unbelievably true. If you're not invested in gold and silver, you're sure next week they're going to blow out to the upside because of that chart pattern. And if you are invested in gold and silver, you're convinced they're going to collapse next week. Okay? <laughs> Recognize the emotion, guys, and get away from it. Okay? Just use a process and execute. Okay? So what we have here is GDX and at all. I'm not going to go through all the chart patterns. Okay, but they just consolidated for a week right on this downtrend line, right on the 50-day. There's nothing for us to do unless we see a breakdown below this uptrend and below the 100-day moving average. Then we'll have to take the positions out, and we'll know this is not the right entry point. Okay? You look at Sprott Physical Gold, nothing wrong with that pattern. Pulled right back to the uptrend, just quietly moving along here. Okay? What do we know? What do we know from last week? First of all, silver's gone through a couple weeks of margin increases on COMEX, okay? They love to do that to, to drive the price down. They jack up margin requirements, okay? That's already behind us. What else do we know? There is more than one anecdotal story coming out of China that China is buying Dore bars out of Africa. Those are bars that are unrefined metal. So there's two ways to get your metal, right? You can go to refiners. What, 75% of ore is refined in Switzerland. You, you buy bars that have been refined, okay? Or you can go directly to the mine, cut deals with miners, and buy unrefined product and then refine it wherever you want, okay? There are, there are more than one corroborated report that China is aggressively buying unrefined metal. One reason is because they can't find the refined product. We know how um, tight the market is for refined gold and silver bars. Now, anything can happen week to week in the futures markets on COMEX, okay? For whatever ridiculous reasons. So I'm not going to waste time going over that today. Price gets suppressed, whatever. You're never going to know why. But what we do know, if we look at the COT report, is that insiders are steadily buying metal. Okay? 
The insiders are buying the metal, accumulating it on soft futures prices. Okay, those are the things we know. So um, looking back at the chart, all I can say about the metals today is nothing to see here. Last week was a consolidation week. We expect higher prices, okay, going into the end of the month, going into the election, you would expect to see some safe haven buying, and we should see these stocks break out. The only frustrating thing to me is that these stocks, at the moment, GDX seems tied to, uh, I should say, SI and GC are tied to ES, right? So silver and gold futures are tied to the S&P futures. So when you see, as particularly for some reason, on an intraday basis, you watch GDX and the triple Qs, they go up and down together. So there's some HFT algo connecting the two. And so it makes intraday trading kind of really annoying. But what we care about is the end of each week, what's the trend. And so far, nothing to report from last week, but a nice consolidation. Okay. Um, let's get to chart chat and then I'll get to your questions. Getting a little bit late here. I want to try to wrap this up and get to questions quicker than I usually do. So um, I want to go over some charts with you. We're just going to rifle through and then I'll get to your questions. Maybe I'll answer some of them right here by going over charts. Um, let's start with IBM. What I've been saying on stock twits, if you follow me there in, in uh, Armor Report, you can you know follow me at Armor Report on stock twits or at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T Rosenthal, R-O-S-E-N-T-H-A-L on Twitter. I've been tweeting out about IBM. Okay, I think fundamentally you have a real turn going on in IBM. Okay, those of you who remember this, Microsoft went through the exact same process IBM's going through. I was there. I saw it. It was 2014. Steve Ballmer was out. Satya Nadella was in. Okay. Microsoft was way behind its peers. Microsoft was milking Windows, and that's going to you know, die over time. Everybody hated Microsoft. Loved to hate. Oh, it's just a... Stock does nothing, pays a nice dividend, okay? I heard all the same things about Microsoft in 2014 that I'm hearing now about IBM. It'll never recover. It's a dying company, blah, 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 okay? <clears throat> I know all of that. IBM brought in a new chief executive who was following in the footsteps what Satyam Nadella did for Microsoft. That's my opinion fundamentally. It's why it's on the top of my whiteboard. They're spinning off old divisions, focusing on new divisions, focusing on hybrid cloud, focusing on quantum computing, focusing on AI where they're good. That's where they're good. The hybrid cloud has a huge total addressable market. Gartner Report says more than a trillion dollars. It's amazing. It's huge. And IBM's a dominant player. Now, you don't have to believe this or not. I don't care. I'm not telling you what stocks are about. I don't even know you. But what I am going to share with you is a chart pattern. And what I like is to find perfect reward to risk entry points. I don't know if that long-term fundamental opinion that IBM is going to do a Microsoft, and we're going to look back five, 10 years from now and see this was the greatest entry point in history for IBM at a 5.2% yield. I don't know how long it's going to take for that fundamental story to play out. But what I do know is the risk on entry point is a no brainer here. What's my risk? Well, I'm going to use the 50 day moving average. Okay. Right here. Stock gapped up on the news of uh, spinning off their uh, slower moving businesses and focusing on the red hat type of business growing at 20 plus percent a year. Okay. Close the gap. Okay. That's classic. Close the gap, holding the 200 day, holding the 50 day. If the stock stays above the 50-day moving average and starts to move higher, that's, the, that's going to be the greatest entry point we're ever going to find in the stock. Hey, guys, if it breaks down, I'm out. All right, so let's go through the process for the Armour Investing way of breaking down a chart pattern. There's four steps we take. I'm going to walk you through these chart patterns quick now. I just want to talk about IBM because 
I think it's a no-brainer. But I'm going to go through chart patterns. I'm going to go through the four-step process. We look at big picture. We look at structure, big picture structure. We look at zoomed-in location. We look at algo trigger entries. And then we go look at what our stops are going to be. If the stop's not reasonable, we can't play it. So that's what I like about IBM. The stop's a no-brainer. I mean, it's so simple. It's so obvious. It goes back below the 50. I'm done. I don't care. I'll put it back on my whiteboard and look for another entry point. If it holds the 50, we're in. All right, so what's the structure? Let's go big picture IBM, okay? Huge double bottom on IBM with a, with a, a finishing uh, a wedge, a bottoming wedge. Right? That's the, that's the structure. What's the location? The 250-day moving average. Right? Now, if I go to an armor algo, I'm not going to do algos for every single chart, but I'll just share this one with you. Okay, and this is just a, a brief glimpse into what the algorithms look like. <clears throat> we use <clears throat> excuse me, many different indicators, and we've written different code. This is important, guys. I want you to understand this. So let's, let's talk for a second. You're going to see the Armour Algo charts. We have four indicators that I'm sharing with you. There's many more that we use, but I'm sharing the, we could call them the top four. The directional movement index, <clears throat> two different stochastics, and the commodity channel index. I encourage you to look at those indicators for the work you're doing, but please understand, number one, the indicators we're using um, we've written, uh, we've taken off the shelf product and rewritten the code to infuse volatility. So proprietary code is not going to look like what you're looking at. And two, we don't just look at crosses. It's not just about a cross of one or another, particularly the commodity channel index. Okay. It's not just about the black line going above the blue line. It's about different zones that it's in. Okay. Negative 150, positive 250 and the zone and how it's trading. So it's not that simple, but I just wanted to share it with you, what it looks like, okay? You want to see the green on the DMI. That's pretty easy. You want to see some stochastics coming on and confirming, and then whatever other indicators you want to use, and, of course, all the others that we're using, to give us a risk on entry point, okay? So anyway, let's rip through. Um, that's IBM. Let's look at Spotify. We're going to go through what's the chart pattern here. All right, this was the original breakout that we caught way early. The Armour Reports traded it a bunch of times, okay? We actually sold it right in here on the three-bar reversal, so we're out of this trade, and we're looking to enter it. We don't own this yet, but what I love about the setup is pops out of a tight formation right here, okay? And now it's making a little bit of a base, had a strong week. The relative performance is relatively stronger than the rest of the market, and the 50-day moving average is the stop. Okay, let's look at DraftKings. Right, we all know what the structure is. We've looked at this before. So this is the first stage base right in here. This is the first pullback to the average, which you know I love. Okay, and now, so we know what the structure is. What's the location we're looking for? The 50-day moving average. This is the Standard 50, this is the exponential 50. So now what we need, before we would ever buy the stock, is we would need some type of a reversal pattern trigger. We have the big picture structure, we've got a location of the 50, now we need a trigger. So that's on the whiteboard, but nothing doing here. Let's look at Snap. What's the big picture on Snap? It looks like Snap is entering the big leagues, trying to catch up to its peers like Twitter and Facebook and other names of that ilk. Right? There's the real breakout on Snap. That's the first stage base. Okay? And what you would want to do is buy the first pullback. Again, I'm sharing with you how to break down a chart pattern. I'm not telling you what stocks to buy. All right? I'm not a buyer of Snap up here. That's the entry point, the first pullback. You get a breakout of the first stage base. You look for the first pullback to the 50, and you look for your trigger, which would have been right in here. 
Okay, now the stock's running away. Not much for me to do at this stage in the game. I wouldn't be adding here. You have to add right. Let me tell you something, guys. This is where the fourth stage of this process comes into play, the fourth step. You've got to have stop losses that make sense. Okay? You can't just use stops arbitrarily. You'll just get whipsawed out of positions constantly. Okay? So if you said to me, well, the stop would be uh, the 14-day moving average. Okay, it could be. You have a tiny little pennant. It could be breaking out. It could come down and take you out. The reward to risk has to be right. Okay? The reward to risk up here is not right. It's perfect down here. You're on the 50-day. You could use the 100-day as your stop. It's a tight stop, and the reward is enormous if it starts to run. Okay? Your, your stops. So the logical stop for me on this asset wouldn't be the 14-day. It would be the 50-day. And I don't want to have, that's too much air between the stock and the 50. That, that stop's too big, so I can't buy it up here. Okay, let's, uh, let's move on. Some guys were asking me about these um, um, casino stocks. Now, I'm going to go to the chart first here. I want to go to O'Neill, share with you what stock looks best on O'Neill, okay? So we've got shares of um, Win. How do you differentiate what stocks to buy? This has got an eight relative strength and is trading below the 50-day moving average. And when we look at the weekly chart, it looks like death warmed over. I mean, there's literally nothing there that would make you want to own the stock. How about MGM? Wait a minute, wait a minute. MGM looks a little bit different. You could argue this is a cup and handle. It's trading above the 250-day the, the, the moving averages. Relative strength is 63. There's your cup and handle. So if you're trying to determine which of the two to own, strictly from a technical point of view, that's the stock you're going to want to own. Now let's drill down and take a peek at um, that's a nice tight cup and handle, tight to the 50, the 200, and the 100-day moving averages. This is a classic example to me. And again, I'm not recommending you buy any of these stocks. You have to do your own homework. But here's a perfect cup and handle, right tight to support. Your stop's the 100-day moving average and the most recent low, which is pretty tight. So the reward could be significant. Let's pretend there's a story of vaccine that works and the economy's opening faster than we think, blah, blah, blah. MGM decides to blow out. The reward's huge. Your risk, very tight to the top. Love that entry point. Let's look at Penn National Gaming, as long as we're on gamings. All right. Penn's a no-brainer. What's, the, what's this chart pattern here? No-brainer cup and handle, right? And the handle was right here. Nice downtrending handle. The fact that I don't own this is, you know, a real disappointment to me, and I have to apologize to my Armour Insiders for not getting that <laughs> a classic cup and handle. I don't know what held me back from that idea, all right? But what am I going to do with it up here? I'm really not a buyer up here. It could keep skyrocketing for all I know. But m what we like to do with the Armour Report, okay, is find first stage bases, which is this perfect cup and handle on. You could actually cut this out and paste it above your desk. Apparently, I need to do that because it's like such a no-brainer cup and handle. I mean, you're looking for charts like that. So what we want now, for me, is a first test of the 50-day moving average, and it, it just keeps riding the 25-day. So I'm not, a, I'm not a buyer up here. You could buy it and use the 25-day as your stop. Okay? That's up to you. Let's look at Chewy real quick. Those of you who are, you know, Armor Insiders, we had a real nice run in Chewy this week. Just want to go over it again. One of my favorite things to do is look for um, Armor Investing Way. Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, write this down. It's going to make you money, you know, over the life of your investment process if you look for these opportunities. Here it is. Ready? I'll give you a minute. Grab a pen. Okay. This is how Wall Street works. You have a strong stock, strong company. Business is booming. 
stock runs up. Company announces a secondary offering. They're going to raise more capital to capture more of their growth. Okay, step one, you want to make sure that they offering 100% of the proceeds go to the company. What you don't want is for X percent, half, half of the proceeds to go to selling shareholders. Okay, write that down. Secondary offerings, you want all the money to go to the company so they can capture the growth. Okay, that's what Chewy did at $55 a share. You let the stock come down. You let the deal get priced. The day it starts trading at 55, you don't have to own it that day. Watch how it performs. Look for structure, location, trigger, and stop. So what we did on the Armour Report, right, is the structure, long-term structure was this nice uptrend it was in. The location was the 50-day moving average, this black line right here. The deal price was the location, 55. It went below the deal price. Okay, then it came back above the deal price. We had an armor risk on algo, the single stock algo, give us an entry point. Okay, and the stop, the stop was perfect, right? If it goes back below 55, we paid 56 and change for it. If it goes back below 55, we're out. So the stop is reasonable. The upside is significant. We put our position on, we made a lot of money in the stock in the last month, right? 56 up to almost 70. So far, stock looking good. Now, look what happened to DraftKings. This company announced the secondary. Stock dropped down. 50% of the deal were selling shareholders. The stock has since broken the deal price and continues to go lower. Okay? Now, why did Chewy break out this week? This is the part you want to write down. After the deal gets done, if it's a good deal, which means proceeds go to the company, it's a company that's already growing, so they're doing a deal to capture more growth. The deal price holds. You get a risk-on trigger entry point at the deal price, so you're buying close to the deal price. You can then expect Wall Street analysts to upgrade the stock. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Okay, or become a player and start making money. That's what this situation is. So on Friday, Jeffries comes out and puts a $100 price target on the stock. You know, strong buy, pound the table. No kidding, right? This is how it plays out. Okay, so remember that. You don't have to just surf looking for, you know, secondary. I mean, you could. But if there's a company that you own already on your whiteboard, you like the growth, they announce a secondary, this is how you want to try to trade it. All right, let's get to your questions. Um, thanks for listening to me today. And we can keep doing chart chats of ideas you guys want me to go over right now. So let's take a look. Um, hi, Brett. Francine, if you can do chart chat on Pinterest. All right, let's do it. Pinterest. <clears throat> there it is. So chart chat on Pinterest. Beautiful. Got a perfect cup and handle. First stage base breaking out. Right. And, uh, you know, Fatty, there's nothing to see here. Right. I mean, Francine, it's just going. This is a nice, tight little pennant and it's looking to make new highs. It's trading above all of its key moving averages. I'm not, I'm not adding to it up here. You know, we, we bought it in here, you know, um, if you were forced to add to it up here, you'd have to use really the low of this pennant as your stop. So you'd have to be selling it if it went below the low of the 15th, if you bought it up here. But if you're an investor in the stock, having caught it inside this base, you're using the 50 day moving average as your stop. Okay, what's up? What's next? DraftKings is now the weakness in the midst of strength. Sean, I, I, it's not yet, but we're looking for it. Where'd you guys go? There you are. All right. All right, what's next? Tech Monkey. By the way, are you guys still there? Is anybody still there? Talk to me, Goose. Anybody there? Give me a, give me a comment. I just want to see if you guys are still on or is my... 
system not working. Okay, let's take a look. Tech Monkey, good morning. Um, what are your thoughts on MO? Give it M play. All right, let's take a look. All right, the problem with, with, with MO, obviously, is um, this ridiculous downtrend that it's caught in. So first thing we do in chart chat is look at structure. The structure there is like one of the greatest downtrends you're ever going to see. I mean, look at that downtrending channel. So I don't know. I mean, if you want to own the stock, there's no way I'd pay for it up here. I might buy it down at the bottom of the channel. That's been a money trade going back to 2018. You know, and then if I zoom in on it, it's below every major moving average. I just don't see enough. You like that dividend? Tech monkey. De- I think it's Deb, right? Deb. Look at that chart. It's a 5.2% yield. There's a thought for you. How about Disney? I think it's a 3.2% yield, but it's still a nice yield with a perfect setup. Look at Disney. We all know the Disney problems, blah, blah, blah. Okay, they're restructuring to, to a certain degree to focus on their online business, on their streaming business. Come on, that's a no-brainer right there. The stop is the 50. Look, the 200, the 100, the 50, they're all tight to their base, right? This stock, you know, took out 120, you'd be out. You can sell it sooner if it took out 123 and change, depending on the type of trader you are. Both of those have dividends that look more interesting than Philip Morris to me. Okay, can you give us thoughts on Spotify? All right, I just already did that. All right, Jake, I think place to be. All right, let's take a look at this, make sure it's a stock that we can talk about on this show. Big Five Sporting, BGFV is the place to be. I would love a chart breakdown, please. Okay. Hmm. Let's take a look at Big Five Sporting. Sporting goods and apparel. I'm not 100% sure what that's got to do with um, the election. But um, chart breakdown, $6 stock. You know, broke out of a downtrend. This would be your first stage base would be right in here. So the big picture Structure is going to be a, a base right in there. Then we would zoom in on it and say, okay, didn't quite get to the 50-day moving average, but that's close enough. All right. And so the buy would be right in here. And I wouldn't chase it up here, right? Because where's your stop? If you're buying it here, where's your stop? If you already own it, looks great. You know, ride it as hard as you can. 25-day moving average would be my stop on the stock. Okay. Not a bad looking idea if I owned it right back in here on this. This is the location right in there. NKTX. Let's take a look. NKTX. All right. It's a new issue. And I don't, um, just so you're aware of how this works for me, here's the new issue, NKTX, okay? Let me just share with you real quick. New issues. I know some people love to play them, have at it if you can. You could certainly swing trade it. But I'm all about statistical probabilities and algorithms. That's what drives our risk decisions. The three-stage process of the armor investing way. Build your whiteboard. Maybe the stock goes on the whiteboard. Use algorithms. I can't use algorithms on a stock that doesn't have at least six months of data. I mean, I can, but the, the, the statistical probabilities don't work out right. I need liquidity. And I need data so that I can start to model what I expect. And then I use stop losses as the third stage to protect the portfolio. Okay. So I can't talk about it right now, but we could put it on there. Oh, geez. Am I in on sale? Oh God. You know, I'm just, I'm sick that I'm not in on that stock right now. Um, And I'm hoping the stock comes back and I was about to grab it. And then they got added to the S and P 600 and the stock took off. So let's take a look at chart chat on sale. The fundamentals are phenomenal. I'd like to be part of this stock. Um, I'm not missing anything right now, right? I mean, it popped up. The, the time to buy it was right here. So this was the original breakout chart chat on sale. Okay. Step one, lo- the, the, below the, um, 
the structure is a stage one base breakout, right? The location was the 25 day that it held and then it blew out because it was added to the S&P 600 mid cap. So I'm looking for an entry point there because fundamentally it's the place to be, but I, I'm not in the stock yet. Chart chat on Seattle genetics. Okay, the real initial entry point on Seattle Genetics. Now, guys, don't forget, I'm sharing with you the Armor Investing way. This is how I invest. Doesn't mean you can't do something different. Just sharing with you my four-step process. To, to wit There's so many stocks to buy. I got to find out, you know, how to choose which ones. This is how I do it from a technical point of view, right? First, it has to make it to my whiteboard, but we're not talking about fundamentals right now. So stage one base is there. So now what you've got is this unreal uptrend in Seattle genetics, just beautiful, right? Something like that. And you can do a parallel line to something like that. I'm not exactly sure that, you know, I might even squinch that down to connect that top there. Squinch is a technical term. <laughs> All right. All right. So obviously what I, that chart tells me is I can't pay up here for the stock, right? The real entry point recently was the uptrend line right there. It broke below the 100 day. I would not have bought that. Honestly, if I was to buy it, it would have been this day. I would have paid up for it on the 14th of September had I wanted to own this stock. That would have been the trigger day. And you would have used the low of the gap up day as your stop. So if you're in it, you, you keep riding this thing. It looks great. And you're using the 25 or the 50 as your stop. Okay. Let's go on to uh, <clears throat> Echo Star, S-A-T-S, Rich White. Mm. Um, I'm going to share with you the O'Neill chart on this one because it just says everything about the stock. 14 relative strength, stock straight down. So unless you're telling me that you've got a fundamental reason why this is on your whiteboard and you think this business is changing, you could just look at that stock and know there's no entry point here for the stock. Not for us. Okay. Satellite power. So you apparently you really like satellites, huh? You know, so, I mean, that's a better looking chart pattern. At least it's in an uptrend. Relative strength is a 25. So not our favorite. Let's take a look. I'll take a look at that one here. A-J-R-D, A-J-R-D. Okay. Um, well, it's certainly trying to build some kind of a, a bottoming structure here. It's such a wide and loose pattern. I don't really, you know, I guess I would have to draw it like this. You got some type of a downtrend here and some type of a consolidation pennant formation here, you know? So I'd say, really, it could be a bottoming pennant. It could be bottoming wedge, right? And I would, you know, I like to buy weakness in the midst of strength, but I like top day strength. So I want to make sure that I'm buying something that's starting to get interest on the street. I don't just buy a falling knife. So honestly, if it were me, I might have a buy stop above the 200-day moving average on this. If it gets up and closes above the 200-day, I, I might buy it if I like the idea, because it would be above the downtrend, above the 200-day, starting to get some love. And I don't care if I paid up for it a little bit. I really don't. Right now, it's, it's at 40 right now. What am I thinking? Maybe I'll pay, you know, what's that? 42.33? No, 42.13, right? I can't see any glasses. Yeah, 42.13. So, you know, if it trades above there and closes above there, I might be buying it up there. That's what I would do with that stock. A buy stop is how I'd play it. ICLN from Deb. ICLN. iShares Global Energy. Global Energy Index. Well, well there must be, this must be a, uh, okay. So this, this thing must be full of, um, Must be full of, uh, oh, clean energy. There it is, clean energy, right. So it looks kind of like this. Wait, 
Sunrun's my favorite of these stocks. There's nothing wrong with um, ICLN. We'd have to go check, you know, what's the biggest holding in this fund. So I like to go to ETF.com to find it out. It's a really simple process. You can find out everything that's in a, uh, an ETF and how big the positions are that are carrying. So if there's one position, Deb, that takes up 25% of this fund, you have to be very comfortable owning that one stock along with the rest of the fund. That's the only thing I can say. The stocks in the stratosphere, I'm, I'm not paying for these stocks up here. So I would need weakness to, to you know, to, to buy that. So um, you know, this was the original breakout somewhere in here, right around here was the original breakout of a cup and handle base. There's your first test of the 50. So you could have added it right there. Oh, I wish I did because then it just skyrocketed. <laughs> but I'm not paying for it up here, of course. If you own it, which is great, you let it ride and you're using one of these moving averages, the 14 or the 25 days you're stopped. You can't use the 50, uh, you know, because you're just going to give up too much, too much room. Sometimes I like to use a third, a third, a third. So I cut a third down below the 14 day, third below the 25 day, and the rest of it out at the 50 day if it can't hold the 50. Rich, oh, oh, what the heck just happened? Okay, N-K-O-L. Wait, wait. Wait, N-L-O-K. A little dyslexic this morning. Norton Life Lock. Let's look at the structure. You got to like this part, right? So basically, you know, it's one of these new issues that sells off, that builds a base, nice cup, sets up, and it's right on support. So you love that structure. There's no doubt about that. And it's tight to its moving averages. This is another place where I would use a buy stop. You know, if it could take out the high of the 14th, 2166, I think it was, you know, and close above there, which would close above all of our key moving averages. This moving average here is the standard 50 day. I like to use the exponentials, right? So I might put a buy stop in there. And that's actually not a bad idea. I know there's an Armour Insider that talks a lot about this stock. You know, every single uh, week, he seems to bring it into the Armour Slack trading desk. And maybe we should take a look at it. All right, I'm going to put that one up there. What was the other one? What was the other one that was so tight to its base? Somebody, oh, shoot, I can't remember. I should have written it down. I hope you guys are writing this down. All right, um, plug power. Not much to see here, guys. Let's keep moving. Nice break out of a base test of the 50. Uh, nothing to add there. Southeast to high bread. Which are your favorite retailers to own going into the holiday season? I usually don't put trades on like that. I usually don't put trades on just because there's a holiday season. It's not that you can't make money. It could certainly be a swing trade, but I'm an investor. My whiteboard is full of ideas that I think are high margin, high barrier to entry, dominant players in the space. I generally don't buy Home Depot because a hurricane's coming. I don't buy a retailer because it's Christmas season. It's not that you can't make money. I mean, feel, feel free. But I'm looking bigger picture, longer term. I'm looking for dynamic growth plays. Um, so, you know, my retail stock right now is Chewy. My retail stock might be Etsy. These are dynamic growth stocks. Will they benefit from the Christmas selling season? Absolutely. I mean, you know, let's take a look at Etsy. I mean, Etsy is one of my favorite patterns, and I, I, don't, I don't own it right now. I've got to find my way into it. I, I'm kind of embarrassed I don't own it. Stock should have been bought right there on the, on the 28th of September. You know, now it you know, just keeps moving higher. I, I need a little bit of a sell-off here, but 
I do love this chart pattern long term. You know, there's a huge stage one base. There's the first test of the 50. Now it's on its way up. So I would own a retailer because I like the retailer, not because of the selling season. I keep trying to find my way into here. I mean, I think the container store is a no brainer. Damn, I can't believe I missed this one. And it's skyrocketing, doesn't even come down. So anyway, I hope that explains, you know, what I'm thinking there on retailers. If it's a retailer I like for other reasons and it's into the selling season at Christmas, then that's great. Thoughts on DraftKings? We already went through it. Precious metal stocks. Okay. Um, Brett, have you read the book Built to Last? IBM is built to last. I have not read that, Jake, but maybe I will. I appreciate the suggestion. IBM has been on my list since they teamed up with Cleveland Clinic. Uh, great. You know, and then I just saw they teamed up with, um, was it ServiceNow? I mean, IBM is, is here to stay, guys, and they're finally doing what has to be done to streamline that business and focus on growth at a 5.2% yield. It's just stupid money, in my opinion, as long as it stays above the stop. All right. Um, Quail Hollow. Hi, Brett. How about Fastly? Oh, geez, I forgot to talk about Fastly. I meant to discuss that at the open. All right, well, let's talk about it now. Maybe I'll do a armor chart chat, like a three-minute video, I don't know, Monday, so you guys can see it you know, and break it down quick. But I'll do it right now. Let's do it. Okay, Fastly. First, let me, let me, well, this is, um, I'm building the chart. Let me say this first, okay? Why was Fastly not an armor portfolio when it collapsed? Why was it not at the top of the armor whiteboard? Okay, because it used to be one of my favorite names. Write this down in your captain's log. Remember this. Because this was, I mean, no disrespect to anybody who got caught in it. I'm sorry if you got caught in it. But I said this to Armor Insiders repeatedly over the last couple of weeks, even as it was breaking out and running. I cannot buy this stock. The reason is, on the last conference call, the management told you that their biggest customer, reliable. It equaled more than 12% of revenue. That customer was TikTok. Look at the chart pattern, okay? Right back here, the stock gapped down on earnings. They had a blowout number. Management on the conference call said, we cannot give you guidance going forward because we don't know what's happening to our biggest customer. Okay? You're going to come across this again in your life as an investor. If you lost money in the stock, chalk it up to a lesson, consider it a master class. Just don't make the mistake again. If you were on that conference call with earnings, the management said, TikTok, we don't know what's happening. 12% of our revenue, we're pulling our guidance. Then they come out and tell you that it's getting even worse. TikTok business is falling off a cliff. And the stock plummets 30%. You have to take management at their word. When they tell you a big customer is a problem, you have to avoid the stock like the plague. How do I know this? I got tiger scratches up and down my back from 30 years in this business. If you know that movie quote, please let me know. One of my favorite movies. Okay? But it's true. When I first got into the business, I owned shares of a company that made a part that went in Xerox copiers. Xerox was 50% of this company's business. The other 50% was this wonderful, growing fiber optic business. I owned the stock because the future of this company was phenomenal. Right? 50% of their business came from Xerox. Okay, well, I figured oh, that's okay. Xerox needs this company. No problem. And look at the future growth. Well, obviously, what happened was, Came in one day, stock was halted, news pending. Xerox is no longer doing business with this company. They figured out how to make the part on their own. Took it in-house. Stock went from 20 
to three. 20 to three. And I owned a lot of it. Okay? I had a partner at the time. When I read that news story, partner looked at me and said, my, my, my blood drained from my entire head. <laughs> I went ashen. I went white. This is what happened. Did someone die? No, which is one of my biggest positions. <laughs> and the stock gone from 20 to 3 because I violated a simple rule. Number one, you don't want to invest in a company where one customer is more than 10% of revenue. Even that's dangerous. Forget about 50%. That was just a rookie mistake. I was new to the business at the time. Okay? You, you want a company really to have almost no customers bigger than 10%. You can still invest in those names, but one problem with one customer wrecks the stock, and that's what happened to Fastly. Okay? What do you do with it now? Nothing. I'm not buying this. I wouldn't buy it before. I'm not buying it now. They have to get past the TikTok problem. Right off the business completely and start over. I don't know what. I think it's a great company, great technology. I'm sure they'll rise again. But until they deal with the TikTok issue, can't own the stock. All right. Um, beautiful weekend to you also, my friend, Deb. Micron, great idea, MU. Oops, guys, hang on a second. You need me right now? All good? Okay. Love you too. Um, take a look at Micron. We'll do a couple more guys, and then we're going to wrap this up. Look at Micron here. So I like Micron stock, right? Eventually, fundamentally, it's a good idea. Right now, building this huge base, right? And a nice pennant. Right? That's the chart pattern right there. Buy stop. Right up here. Breaks out, you got a winner. Stop's got to be the 50-day moving average. Not a bad idea on Micron. How much time? We've got already an hour. I'll probably wrap this up. Just a couple more. Not a bad chart pattern there. But again, it's kind of wide and loose all over the place. Not sure what I'd do with that pattern. Let me just let me just look at a couple more, and then we got a split. Can you look at LOGI? Logitech looks great. I can't buy it up here. If you own it, the 50 days your stop. It's been following the 50 day all the way up from breakout. ER next week above all moving average, but seems to go higher. Right place, right time. I mean, look, man. If you own it, that's great. I mean, I'm not paying up for it in front of earnings, but you know, and the stop would be the 50 or the 25 day. And it just broke out of another, you know, a, a pattern here. So it looks good if you own it. CRISPR, what a bummer. What a bummer. I don't own CRISPR. That just had a nice setup. So there's the beautiful pattern on CRISPR. Right? Whoops. Okay. And then you had the first test of the 50-day moving average right there. And the buy signal was literally on this day right here on the 6th, maybe actually even on the 5th as it closed above the 50-day moving average. That was the day to buy it. And now it looks like a runaway. Great call if you got it. Well done. I'm not willing to buy that chart pattern on Slack. That's wide and loose, and it's gap down after gap down on earnings. So there's no way I'm owning this into earnings. No way. Now, if they have a good quarter finally and it gaps up, I might buy it then. Let it gap up. Let it consolidate that gap and then buy it. At that point, absolutely. I love the company. I love the product. I can't 
by that chart pattern. We all learn the hard way. Okay, guys, listen, I really appreciate all your time spent with me. If you like this, don't forget, give me a thumbs up. Go ahead and subscribe to the Armor Report, armrreport.com, and or the free email action alerts. Make sure you're part of that so I can send you information that's actionable when it's happening. And you might not hear from me for a couple of weeks if there's nothing to say. All right. I appreciate your time on a weekend. I look forward to seeing you guys again next week. Armor Insiders, I'll see you bright and early, 8.30 Monday morning for our Armor Insider morning call. Have a great weekend, guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.